0: Welcome to Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we take a break from park planning and do a fantasy park draft where we vie to create the best domestic Disney experience. We had a blast making this episode, so we hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed making it. Final episodes of this podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you find podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. Connect with us anytime, Disney Deciphered at gmail.com at ww deciphered on Twitter or on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. If you like bonus content, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash Disney Deciphered. If you're interested in planning a trip, you can let me be your travel agent at no cost to you. Email me, Chung at travel to get started. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As the Joe Flies.
1: And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes.
0: And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So we have decided to uh, take a little break from Disney reopening planning and Disney reopening news, just because uh, there's been a lot going on. Leslie, I know you are waiting for Disneyland to reopen. Florida is uh, all systems go fully operational battle station. You know, everything is open back up in Florida. So... Who knows whether Disney will make changes because of that. And things have uh, just gotten more crowded overall in the parks or starting to look more and more crowded. So we decided to hold off on that kind of stuff for a week. So uh, we decided to have some fun. Any quick thoughts on Disneyland since I know it's burning a hole through your skull?
1: I mean, it's wasting a lot of my time because like I watch a lot of Governor Newsom press conferences that we think are going to finally be the press conference that reveals the reopening news and am sorely disappointed every time. But hopefully this break buys us another week and maybe we'll have some news next week.
0: Don't hold your breath. (laughs) All right. So what we are going to do instead, Leslie and I have decided uh, we are going to have a fantasy draft of the U.S. Disney theme parks, not including the water parks. I know that's a lot. There are six parks and uh, we are going to draft them. Each of us is going to get three and we're going to try to craft our ideal domestic Disney experience. So really quickly, the parks that are under consideration from Disneyland, it's going to be Disneyland and California Adventure. And then from Disney World, it'll be Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom. So we're going to do a draft like a fantasy draft and we are going to do a snake draft. So Leslie, I will let you show off your fantasy sports acumen. Could you please explain what a snake
1: draft is? So with thanks to my husband who has done more than a decade of fantasy baseball that I have lived through.
0: You mean no thanks to him.
1: No thanks to him. (laughs) Playing that much fantasy.
0: I'm sure it's a real thorn in your side.
1: That's right. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of grateful for the shortened baseball season this year, but yes. So a snake draft means that whoever gets first pick, then the second pick person, then we'll get sort of the next pick in the second round. So it's, you know, it, if you win, it'll be you, me, me, you and so forth. Right.
0: Right. And it's going to be a short draft. And of course, you know, there's only the two of us, but I think it does matter though, when you brought up, that uh, we're going to do a snake draft. It gave me some food for thought because again, we're trying to craft our ideal Disney domestic experience. Like basically if we could make our own Disney parks, move the park to Texas, like Sean from Disney hacks is always joking with me about what would be the three parks that we would want, but who's going to get the first pick. I have a feeling that our lists are the same and we want the same park for first pick. Well, we're going to determine it by a flip of a coin, which I'm going to flip it. And then I'm going to take a picture to prove to Leslie that I'm not lying. So here we go. One, two, three. Ed. And it is tails.
1: Ouch. <laughs> okay, Joe, lead us off.
0: I've got first pick. And although I have not been there in perhaps two decades, I am picking Disneyland Resort. I feel like both of us are going to try to get one of the castle parks and my understanding of Disneyland and from everything I've read and everything I've seen and everything you say and people I talk to say Disneyland is just the superior castle park. Was that your first pick? Did I steal it from you?
1: You did steal it from me and you also got the name wrong. So it hurts. It's Disneyland park, Joe. Come on, come on. Disneyland resort (laughs) is the whole whole
0: thing. It's the whole thing. As soon as you said <laughs> that, I knew it. Oh man, that, it must really—it must really sting for someone who is so Disneyland ignorant to have stolen that from you, Leslie. I'm sorry
1: to hurt I you had- so badly. I had a feeling that if you won, you were going to steal that one because I mean, that is the only good choice. So, so tell us why, even though you don't know anything about it, (laughs) that you picked it as your first choice.
0: What are you talking about? I know so much about it from the Disney Deciphered episodes I've listened to about Disneyland park, but yeah. So I think there's a lot of reasons why uh, I feel like this is the clear cut number one choice. First of all, it's waltz park it's his brainchild he was so involved in it it's the original and so there's something to be said for the nostalgia of the original but beyond that you know my understanding is that because it's so much smaller because it's so much more compact it also makes for like a much better experience yes things can get a little tight but overall you're not kind of traversing these like Long distances like you are in the Magic Kingdom. And also because it's a tighter park, you know, it's just kind of a more streamlined or smooth experience uh you know and i'm not even getting into max pass or whatever since who knows that's going to exist when we get back and then the third reason uh, i would say disneyland park gotta be up there as the number one choice is because it has star wars galaxy's edge so regardless of whether you take hollywood studios or not i've got like so much covered by having uh disneyland so what do you think what else did i miss about why disneyland should be number one
1: Yeah, not only did you steal my pick, but you also stole my reasons for that pick. But yeah, picking up Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and a castle park is kind of huge. I also love it because there are unique attractions that you can't really find anywhere else, like Matterhorn, Alice in Wonderland, Indiana Jones. So there's some unique things that you won't get at uh, any of the other parks in Florida. But yeah, super jealous, but but I'm with you. Excellent first pick.
0: Yep. Well... This is why it's a good thing that your husband reminded us that we need to do a snake draft because at the very least you get the next two picks. So why don't you go, why don't we go in order just so we know kind of what your priority would have been. So let's, well, let's start with your first pick, the second pick overall, what do you got?
1: Sure. So you know what I'm going to pick for these two, right?
0: <laughs> I think It's kind so, of
1: obvious. <laughs> I think so.
0: I, actually, you know, like I don't know how nerdy you want to get, but- Theoretically, you could just leave Magic Kingdom for your last pick, figuring if you want to gamble that I'm not going to go for two castle parks. But, you know, go ahead. What do you got?
1: Well, I mean, I'm picking Epcot first. You know, that's our sentimental favorite for both you and me being the Disney geeks and just general geeks that we are. But talked about what, what you pick up that's unique in Disneyland Park. Well, Epcot, you pick up almost everything that's unique. I mean, the World Showcase, a lot of the wacky and weird stuff in Future World. I mean, granted, it's under construction right now, but even with that, you get a lot of things that you're not going to get anywhere else. And, you know, Frozen Ever After, I think, is also a pretty cool ride. So, and then, of course, you get all the dining and the food festivals. So, that was another reason that I picked Epcot because it If you are into the food side of things, I mean, that definitely fits that niche better than maybe any other park in the United States. So, what do you think about my pick?
0: Yeah, I like it. And we should have clarified at the beginning, you know, we are picking these parks for life. So, even though Epcot is hurting a little bit right now with all the construction and then like all the construction starting right before a pandemic started. So, like, it's all on hold right now, you know, I still think. Um, This is a super solid pick. You know, I'll show you a picture of my list later. It is weird strategy wise. I actually had Epcot fourth, but that's because out of the first three, I know I had to get at least one of those parks. So uh, speaking of which, you know, let's go with the, what's the second park you're picking third overall.
1: All right, Joe, well, you say that I can gamble, but I don't think I can gamble on losing out on a castle park. So Magic Kingdom is my second pick and my third sort of overall pick on the list that I created before we recorded. So definitely need that castle. I also think that there are some upgrades, of course, that you get from Disneyland because you get improved crowd flow and logistics. And you get so many of the same amazing attractions, but just with better (laughs) handling of the crowds. And of course, you get both a Halloween party and a Christmas party. You do not have a Halloween party right now in Disneyland Park. So I'm picking up those special holiday overlays and additions by grabbing Magic Kingdom. What do you think?
0: I think that's great. And you know, I think now would be a great time for you to explain to me when you're visiting the Magic Kingdom versus when you're visiting Disneyland Park, you know, how does that kind of change your flow? Because like I know at Magic Kingdom, generally, you and I both like to go, well, actually, it's kind of weird, because like we go from land to land, but we like keep going through the hub in the middle. Is that the same at Disneyland Park?
1: Well, I mean, just when you go on busier days, you don't feel like you're getting squished by human beings. And, you know, Disneyland just has a lot of choke points. And especially when you hit like a parade or something like that, you can be really stuck. So if you're trying to like dash across the park for like, if you're able to pick up a lot of Max passes at Disneyland sometimes you can't physically get there in time to use them all because you just hit those choke points at weird times and you can't make the dash that you want to make. So I do like that about Magic Kingdom a lot more. And then of course, you know, there's some unique attractions at Magic Kingdom. Seven Dwarfs Mind Train, of course, is amazing. New Fantasyland. You have a lot more dining options, I would say, that are sort of worthy of your time overall. I mean, Skipper Canteen. So (laughs) we're just like basically going on like our, you know, our favorite things to do at Disney in this episode, aren't we? Yes.
0: 137 episodes have led to this, Leslie, you know, this is what we have been doing the whole time. You know, another thing that you missed in magic kingdom that Disneyland park, as far as we know, uh, is not going to have is Tron light cycle power run. The, Tron roller coaster from Shanghai Disneyland that they are now building at Magic Kingdom. So that's something that you're going to get in the future that, uh, you know, I you tell me, you would know better, but I'm pretty sure that they would have to like kind of get rid of quite a bit of stuff in Disneyland to fit that in somewhere.
1: Yeah, I don't see where there's room. Certainly not now that the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge has taken up a lot of the expansion space. But yeah, Tron light cycles, that, that's going to be pretty big. And I have a feeling... That is going to seriously outweigh the Matterhorn, which always hurts my body and my brain to ride.
0: (laughs) Makes sense. Makes sense. All right. Well, Leslie, uh, you are a fantasy genius because your picks have kind of hamstrung me in a way that I did not actually want. Like, I did not want both of the California parks, but because you took Magic Kingdom, I feel like I'm stuck doing that because the only parks left are Hollywood Studios, California Adventure, and Animal Kingdom. However, because of Galaxy's Edge, I just feel like it's not worth it for me to take Hollywood Studios. So, you know, with my next pick, I'll go with California Adventure, even though I'm gonna be honest with you, like I had it second to the bottom. I- I'm taking my last two, like DCA and Animal Kingdom were fifth and sixth for me. And yeah, savvy fantasy move there, Leslie.
1: I mean, beginner's luck works sometimes, right, Joe? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's I think it's um all the fantasy baseball droning on that you're has done to you that uh, has rubbed off by osmosis but yeah so dca it's really cool because there's radiator springs racers and there's guardians of the galaxy mission breakout but i don't know i didn't even research this one because i didn't think i was going to get it so leslie tell me what else am i missing about dca i'm so right. badly, i'm so badly prepared with my <laughs> east coast bias i apologize
1: well, I have to say that this was fourth on my list as well. So I agree with the pick. And so it was, I guess my spot was a one spot ahead of yours, but I would have picked it if I were in your shoes. So with DCA, you get the food festivals. So you're matching what I have at Epcot. I would say you've got food festivals at the holidays and food and wine, and you've got Lunar New Year that all happen at California Adventure. So I think that's a fair matchup. You've also got Carsland, which is just awesome. One of the best immersive themed lands in Disney recent history. You are going to have, if we're looking ahead into the future, Avengers Campus. I and mean, we've already got Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, but they're you know going to be adding some new things over the next couple of years, which I think is going to be a big hit. And, you know, there's some some overlays that are worthy, like you got in Credit Coaster, which is a pretty darn good roller coaster. So I think that's, that's a smart pick. It gets you some of the things that you missed in Epcot. And a couple of unique things that you can't find in other Disney parks.
0: All right, you make me feel better. It's still bizarre to me that I have both of the California parks. You know, I have my nerdy draft board even though we only have six things uh and I'm crossing them out and it's just you, you got me, Leslie. Okay, cuz Animal Kingdom I had last on the list, but I'm going to have to take it fifth just because uh I'm drafting for need not for uh, raw talent. Fantasy players might understand what that means. But yeah, so my last pick is Animal Kingdom. To me, Animal Kingdom is a great park, especially for my kids because you know they just love the atmosphere there. Kilimanjaro Safaris is a huge hit. Pandora is a land that they can grow into. And of course, Flight of Passage is one of the best rides in Disney all over the world. So you know, I'm pretty happy with Animal Kingdom. The one thing that I feel like is missing in Animal Kingdom And really, kind of missing in my picks overall is you brought up a great point that Epcot has kind of all of the good food and Animal Kingdom. It just, it's not a place where I make a lot of dining reservations. There are some places, and of course, I like Setuli Canteen, the quick service place, but you know, I just feel like I'm missing out a little bit on that. And also, uh, Animal Kingdom kind of has the weakest of the holiday offerings as well, and no nighttime offerings. So got to settle for it. But Hollywood Studios would just have had too much overlap. So that's my uh, final choice. So I'm going to end up with uh, Disneyland Park, DCA, or basically Disneyland Resort. Ha ha! I did get Disneyland Resort after all, and uh, Animal Kingdom.
1: Okay. Well, that leaves me with Hollywood Studios, which is the pick that made sense, even though it's not my... Favorite of the parks, but pick up my own Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, pick up a lot of thrill rides, which I think is the real advantage of Hollywood Studios. That's the park where, if you have got to ride some roller coasters and some things that make you lose your lunch, Hollywood Studios has that covered. And of course, you have the newest ride, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which I haven't even been on yet. So that's a good pickup. So I'm happy with that. Yeah. And then Toy Story Land, don't forget that either.
0: Yeah, I think Hollywood Studios is great. It's the hottest park in Disney World right now, both metaphorically and literally, as we've discussed before. But there's uh, so much there going on right now with Galaxy's Edge, but also Toy Story Land. And it's a lot of fun. And even in the short term, uh, shows are starting to come back as well. So uh, Hollywood Studios is great. But I think also in the long run, Hollywood Studios is a good pick. So I'm curious, uh, before we close things out, Like, how did you have everything ranked overall on your draft board?
1: So I had Disneyland first, Epcot, uh, and then Magic Kingdom is sort of my backup if I didn't have to get Disneyland. I had DCA fourth, I had Hollywood Studios fifth, and Animal Kingdom sixth. So I just, I don't think Animal Kingdom has enough to have, you know, has two unique attractions in Flight of Passage and Everest, but didn't think it was well-rounded enough to pick up a lot of the features I was looking for. What about you, Joe?
0: Yeah. So I had Disneyland first, Magic Kingdom second. Although, you know, like I said, I just, I kind of ranked them in terms of pure talent or pure worth as a park. I knew that if you picked one, I would take the other. So that's kind of why I had them there. And then I had Hollywood Studios third. Just uh, again, I felt like Galaxy's Edge was strong enough to keep it high up there so that like I had to make sure to get one of the Galaxy's Edges. And then I had Epcot, then DCA and then uh, animal Kingdom, poor Animal Kingdom, uh, pulling up the rear.
1: So how do we decide who wins, Joe?
0: We let the people decide. Yes. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So uh, I know a lot of you out there haven't followed us on Twitter yet at Deciphered on Twitter, but you know we'll put up a poll and you tell us who won. There we go. Shameless plug for followers on Twitter.
1: That's right. I mean, I still find it really crazy that I ended up with a slate of all Florida parks and you got both of the parks (laughs) in California. I think if the roles had been reversed, I would have probably, you know, if I had gone first, I would have had that same lineup that you ended up with.
0: It all comes down to a coin flip, Leslie, as many of these things in sports do.
1: That's right. And we kind of needed more parks to have made this more interesting. Like maybe we should, once we go to all the ones around the world, then maybe we'll do worldwide fantasy draft.
0: Yeah. I mean, I thought about doing that, but I felt like we we just haven't been to, you know, neither of us have been to Shanghai. And although I, I feel like we could have done that draft just based on what we know about the parks, but still. Also, doing only the six domestic parks has this ending in perfect time. So we, we did it correctly.
1: That's right. Nobody wants to listen to a 40-minute fantasy draft for Disney <laughs> parks.
0: <laughs> well, I, actually, I bet you some people do, but... You don't come to Disney Deciphered for those long ones.
1: That's right. Keeping it short and sweet. All right. Well, do we have a Disney do or don't to close out this unusual but totally fun episode?
0: Yeah, my Disney don't is related to what I said at the top that it really just feels like right now everything is in flux with Disney World and Disneyland. So I would just say don't commit yourself either way to either thinking that you will go or you will not go to either disney world or disneyland in the near future in the next few months you know if you have a trip on the books you don't leave that trip Uh, disney world currently has their book with confidence no fee cancellation policy so there's no reason to like cancel it right now if you're concerned about florida opening up but in the same way you know If you're like super excited to go, maybe the crowds will get bigger and you're going to have to end up canceling. But either way, don't make those decisions right now, especially because of Disney's book with confidence policy. And it's going to be the same with Disneyland. I can almost guarantee they're going to have this uh, no fee situation. So just, uh, you know, take it easy, wait things out a couple of weeks. You know, let's see how things shake out. That would be my Disney don't don't do anything rash.
1: That's right. And I'm living that right now as I continually push back the trip that I had planned for March that I then rebooked for the end of September, which was supposed to be the weekend that we has just passed. And I am looking ahead to later in the fall, but I'm not getting my hopes up. I'm just booking a placeholder in case the floodgates open and you know we'll watch and wait and Decide later whether we'll actually do it.
0: Yeah, I'm actually in the same exact situation with Disney World. You know, I don't have placeholder hotels yet, but I'm not worried about that. But I have placeholder flights down to Florida sometime in November. But, you know, I'm in the same boat as you. Uh, Wait and see. Also, just a random story. It can happen to anyone. I kept getting these emails from Disney World about like, oh, get ready for your upcoming stay. And I kept thinking like, you know, Disney IT is like really bad. Like I canceled that stay, which was again, going to be for this weekend. If you can remember way back when you and I were both supposed to be at both Disney parks uh this actual weekend. But uh I logged into my Disney experience on Wednesday and I looked closely and I did indeed have a hotel booked for Friday. Uh So I canceled it one day before it would have been too late. So good thing I logged in there happens to the best of us.
1: Yeah. Yikes. I almost forgot to cancel my Southwest flights down to Southern California. I mean, I did remember a few days in advance, but I'm going to set a lot more reminders for anything else I'm booking speculatively.
0: Definitely. So I guess that's another Disney do. <laughs> Make sure you set calendar reminders for your uh, cancellation dates. All right, Leslie, uh, this was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for indulging me with this uh, silly idea. Everyone else, thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. You can contact us anytime, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com. Again, at WDWDeciphered on Twitter, where you can tell us who won the draft. And also on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. Other than that, Leslie, thanks so much for taking the time to draft with me. And I will see you in wherever they hold the NFL draft these days. I forgot. It used to be Madison Square Garden, but I have no idea now.
1: Thanks, Joe.